Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest edition of The Peyton Doyle Show. I'm Peyton Doyle, host of The Peyton Doyle Show. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. I sure am, because football is finally back. Yes, NFL professional football is back. In fact, a game has already been played this Thursday night between the Chiefs and the Texans. And if you didn't know it yet, this Patrick Mahomes guy... He's pretty good. He's pretty freaking good. Mahomes had a 75% completion percentage and threw for 211 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions with a passer rating of 123.3. This is what Chiefs head coach Andy Reid had to say about his quarterback's performance. Uh, What you see is a maturity where um, he's not forcing things downfield. So as a play caller... EB and I sit there and we go, listen, we can call deep throws, but yet he'll, he's willing to check this thing down. So um, that, that's, we, we appreciate that and, and still trust his guys to, to make plays. It also helps the offensive line, you know, ball out fast. That's a frustrating thing for defenders. So he, uh... <laughs> that's right. The best football player in the world has gotten even better. Mahomes even said it himself this offseason. He said he's just now truly learning how to read defenses. Now, on top of all of that, he has a rookie running back who looks like a stud. That's right. Thursday night wasn't just a Patrick Mahomes show for the Kansas City Chiefs. Rookie running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire balled out in his NFL debut. Clyde ran for 138 yards and a touchdown on 25 carries. That's good for five and a half yards per carry. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire brings a running game to this offense that hasn't been there since Kareem Hunt. Now, Mahomes doesn't have to throw for over 300 yards every game. He doesn't have to be the gunslinger. He can be a game-managing quarterback. Like Andy Reid said, Mahomes has matured as a quarterback. That's dangerous. The Chiefs' offense looks impeccable this season. And I only have I only have one takeaway from the Texans. That on Thursday, it was obvious Deshaun Watson he really needs some blockers. He really needs some blockers. Every single play he was under duress, he was under pressure by that Chiefs defensive front. The Texans they need to block, or else Deshaun Watson he can't he cannot win them a Super Bowl if they can't block. If they continue to block. The way they've been doing Deshaun Watson's entire career, Deshaun Watson will end end up ringless, and that's a shame. So the term, any given Sunday, is thrown around the league a lot, and it's honestly true. Every single week, a team gets upset by an underdog. Every week, I will give you guys my list of teams on upset alert each Sunday. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Mitchell Trubisky is set to have a great week this week. Yes, I said it. Mitch Trubisky is going to shred the Lions up this Sunday. The Lions are on upset alert against the Chicago Bears. Yes, I believe that the Lions are the better team. However, Mitchell Trubisky turns into Patrick Mahomes whenever he plays the Lions. In three career starts against the Lions... Mitchell Trubisky is 3-0 with 
with a 74.7% completion percentage, 866 yards, nine touchdowns to one, one interception. And he also has a 132.4 passer rating. He completely owns the Lions. In fact, if they played the Lions in the playoffs and Nick Foles was starting the whole season, I would say play Mitchell Trubisky because he's that good against the Lions. I don't know what it is. That's why I think the Lions are an upset alert this Sunday. Next team on upset alert, the Patriots. The Dolphins are a talented collection of young talent. And the best thing is that their quarterback is returning from last year. Ryan Fitzpatrick played for them last year. Unlike Cam Newton, who is new to the Patriots offense. It may take Cam some time to adjust to the new system that Bill Belichick has put in place for him. Plus, we all know Ryan Fitzpatrick can throw that ball. The Patriots, they're on upset alert. Now, I wanted to get in. You know, maybe you're just getting into the NFL season. You're trying to look forward to some storylines. So, I got you guys my most interesting storylines, most interesting question marks of every single week one matchup. So, starting off with the Jets versus the Bills. How does the Bills offense look with Stefan Diggs as their number one option? They went out, they traded for him, made a big splash. Can Devin Singletary be the feature back in Buffalo? I mean, he averaged 5.1 yards per carry last year. He does have a fumbling problem, however. We'll have to see if he solves that. Does Le'Veon Bell start a bounce-back season hot in Week 1? He had a he had a down year last year in comparison to his previous years in Pittsburgh. And then is Sam Darnold legit? Can Sam Darnold be the man in New York, or is it just not going to happen with him? Then we have Packers versus Vikings. How is the relationship between Rodgers and Matt LaFleur? I've heard that Rodgers has said it's actually pretty good, but I don't know how much to believe of that. How does Aaron Rodgers respond to the Packers drafting Jordan Love in the first round? Personally, I think he's going to be on a vengeance. He's going to be on a tear, and he's going to have maybe a possibly MVP-like season trying to prove everyone wrong, saying, no, you shouldn't have drafted this guy. I'm the man. I'm Aaron Rodgers. There's a reason why. Stephen A. calls me a bad man every single week. How is the Vikings' defense after losing five starters in free agency? I think it's going to be hard to instantly replace five defensive starters in an offseason where there wasn't much training camp and there was no preseason. Will rookie wide receiver Justin Jefferson be able to fill the void at wide receiver left after the Stephon Diggs trade? Then... Eagles versus Washington. How do the Eagles play despite all of the injuries on that offense? They are, they're without um, Miles Sanders. They're without two offensive linemen. That's going to hurt. But I think they're going to win the game fairly easily because I don't think that Washington is that good this year. How does Washington look with Ron Rivera as head coach? I think that defense is going to look pretty decent, but the offense is going to look not so great. Chase Young. We're all excited to see that man, right? I mean, we've seen the training videos of him. He's just a freak of nature, just an absolute physical beast. And I want to see if he can get after Carson Wentz this this game. Can Dwayne Haskins be a starting quarterback in this league? I'll answer that pretty, pretty simply for you. I don't think so. He threw seven touchdowns, seven interceptions last year, his rookie year. He didn't look very good. 
I don't think he has it. Browns versus Ravens. How do the Browns? How does the Browns' offense look under Kevin Stefanski's new system? It's going to be heavily play action, more running plays. How does Baker Mayfield play? Hopefully, he can throw less interceptions because 21 interceptions—that's way too much from your starting quarterback. Can the Browns play a competitive game against their best division rival, Baltimore? What I'm looking for in Cleveland this Sunday isn't necessarily for them to go to Baltimore and beat Baltimore because we all know that's unlikely, highly unlikely, and it's probably not going to happen. What I'm looking for from the Cleveland Browns this Sunday is just to be competitive with them. Like, put up a fight. If the if the Ravens are clicking on all cylinders and the Browns are still putting up a decent fight they're in for a good season, even if they start off 0-1. They're in for a good season if they can stay competitive with Baltimore. Will Lamar improve on passing the football? Lamar Jackson is a great player, don't get me wrong. I am not trying to take away from Lamar Jackson's greatness in any way. But he needs to improve just a little bit on throwing, especially outside the numbers. We saw it in the playoffs last year against the Titans. He fell down 10, and he needed to throw the ball outside the numbers to start making a comeback, and it just wasn't happening. He's just not that guy yet. He's a tremendous football player. He's a tremendous quarterback. He just needs to improve just a little bit on passing. That's what I'm looking for from Lamar this season. And then can Lamar repeat his MVP season numbers? Obviously, those numbers last year, they were historic can he repeat them? That's the big question mark on my mind. Colts versus Jaguars. Is Phillip Rivers really washed up or is he just in a bad situation in LA with the Chargers? Who gets the majority of the carries between Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor in the Colts backfield? I think it should be Marlon Mack. I don't know why they drafted Jonathan Taylor. I think Marlon Mack was a really good back for them. And I think that Jonathan Taylor, he's a pretty good back too, but Marlon Mack, he's been there, and he had experience last year in that offense. Jonathan Taylor had barely any offseason. Marlon Mack's going to be the man in that in that backfield for now. Is Gardner Minshew a franchise quarterback? He had a solid season last year. If he comes out of the gate slow, they're going to be looking at Trevor Lawrence. Raiders versus Panthers. How is Matt Rule? As a head coach in the NFL. Coming from Baylor. First year head coach. Is Teddy, is Teddy Bridgewater worth the money they paid him this offseason? I think so. I love Teddy Bridgewater. And I'll say it a million times. I love Teddy Bridgewater. He's going to have a tremendous season this year. And he's going to prove that he's a franchise quarterback in this league. Can Derek Carr prove he is worthy of being the quarterback in Las Vegas long long term. Like I've said, I believe they've had commitment issues with him. I, I believe John Gruden doesn't know if Derek Carr is the man or not. He needs to prove that this year. It is make or break for Derek Carr this season. No doubt about it. Bears versus Lions. Has Mitchell Trubisky improved this offseason? How will the Lions play with a, with a healthy Matthew Stafford? Will Jeff Okuda help improve that Lions secondary because they really need it. And I think the Lions, listen, 
I've talked highly about the Lions all offseason. Kenny Galladay is doubtful for this game, but presumably he's going to be healthy for the rest of the season. That offense has weapons in Detroit. And Matthew Stafford, he's always been underrated. He's a great quarterback. 9-7 and seven for the Lions this year. I see them having a winning record. I don't know if they can win the division over Green Bay, but... I have the Lions at 9-7. However, I do, have, I do have them on upset alert week one just because Mitchell Trubisky just matches up well with the Lions for whatever reason. And I think that Mitchell Trubisky week one is going to come out swinging because he knows that guy, they have a Super Bowl MVP on the bench trying to steal his job. So he has pressure and he needs to perform this season. Seahawks versus Falcons. Can DK Metcalf take a big step forward this season. Listen, with Tyler Lockett there, maybe DK Metcalf can emerge as the favorite target. Does Todd Gurley have anything left in the tank for the Atlanta Falcons? Who knows? Like I said, the Los Angeles Rams couldn't get a thing for Todd Gurley. And normally, you do not release a guy like Todd Gurley, a guy that talented, you can't even get a 6th, 5th, seventh round pick for the man you don't release a guy like Todd Gurley unless the league knows and you know something is really really wrong Dolphins versus Patriots how does the Patriots offense look with Cam Newton under center do the Patriots have enough weapons to be a winning football team this year I'm not sure I really don't know it all depends on Cam's health and what does Bill Belichick have under his sleeve because we all know Bill, Bill, you know, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest coach of all time. We all know that Bill Belichick has something up his sleeve that he's ready to just, he's ready to show everyone, I don't need Tom Brady. And I know he is. How does Devontae Parker play now that Preston Williams is healthy again? Devontae Parker had a very great second half of the season last year. But the main thing that changed wasn't really the Dolphins' offense. It was Preston Williams being out with an injury. Preston Williams looked like the number one guy last year before he got hurt. I want to see how Devontae Parker is. Can he carry that energy from last season into this season with Preston Williams back healthy again? Chargers versus Bengals. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. How will the rookie be? The number one overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner, national championship winner. How will Joe Burrow, the Tiger King, play in week one? I'm excited to see that. How does A.J. Green come back this season? I love A.J. Green. I think when he was healthy, top three receiver. How does A.J. Green play this year? And how do the Chargers look without Phillip Rivers for the first time in 16 years with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback? completely different styles it's going to be so interesting can Austin Eckler be a feature back we've seen him play as a as kind of a backup running back role more of like a third down pass catching back but now it looks like he's going to get the majority of the carries now that Melvin Gordon is gone can Austin Eckler be a feature back that's what I'm interested in seeing it from that game then we have Cardinals versus 49ers D hop DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the best wide receiver in the game right now, is in Arizona this season, no longer in the Texans. Bill O'Brien traded him for a bag of peanuts and a, a packet of bubble gum, okay? Will he help 
Kyler Murray be the next NFL's breakout star? I think he will. Kyler Murray, if, if I'm talking fantasy football too. Pick him up. Draft him. He is the next breakout, breakout guy in the NFL. He has that type of potential. And do the 49ers have the case of the Super Bowl hangover? You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, they almost gave up on him for Tom Brady after one season. Who knows? Super Bowl hangover. It always happens. We saw it with the Rams last year. The Falcons are still having their Super Bowl hangover. I mean, they haven't even gotten out of it. I mean, geez. Buccaneers versus Saints. Will Tom Brady perform in Tampa Bay with all of his offensive weapons? We're talking Mike Evans. We're talking Chris Godwin. We're talking Gronk, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait, now Leonard Fournette, and they have Ronald Jones, LaShawn McCoy. Oh my goodness. It's insane what they have in Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians, he's, oh my gosh. I'm sure he can't wait to drop some plays for this offense. It's going to be high-powered. It's going to be explosive. This is going to be a an extremely high-scoring game between the Buccaneers versus the Saints. It's going to be super, super interesting. Four o'clock matchup. Will we get to see a Gronk spike? Will Rob Gronkowski find the end zone this game? I can't wait. Hopefully, we get to see it. And how does Emmanuel Sanders help the Saints offense? It was an underrated signing, I feel like, this offseason. He really provides a really solid number two option behind um, Michael Thomas in that Saints offense. And I'm excited to see what he does for that offense this year. Cowboys versus Rams. How do how how does the Dallas Cowboys offense look with all of these weapons they got and Mike McCarthy as the head coach? Will they feed Zeke last year? All they needed to do was feed Zeke, and they didn't do it that much. They didn't do it as much as they needed to do. Feed Zeke. It's a saying for a reason. They would have made the playoffs last year had they fed Zeke, in my opinion. Now they have all these weapons. It's going to be tempting to throw the ball, but feed Zeke. And then I have, can Dak Prescott play like a top 10 quarterback? He needs to prove he's worth big money if he wants big money this offseason. That's what Jerry Jones is making him do. Can he do it? I don't know, but he has a great team around him and certainly has enough offensive weapons to play as a top 10 quarterback. Who will be the primary target in Dallas? We have Amari Cooper. We have Michael Gallup. We have C.D. Lamb. Can we possibly see three 1,000-yard receivers from Dallas this season? That's what the that's what the big buzz is, that we can potentially see three 1,000-yard receivers. Who knows? But who's going to be the primary guy? Because at the end of the day, you need one guy that you're going to throw to. Even if it's double coverage, you're going to throw to him at the end of the game because you rely on him the most. Will it be Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, or CeeDee Lamb? That's what I'm interested in. And how do the Rams do without Todd Gurley? It's going to hurt their play action. You know, when they were when they were on top of their game in like 2017, 2018, when they were making the Super Bowl, their main thing was play action. That was their bread and butter. That was their cheese play. All right, that was their go-to. And now, without Todd Gurley, defenses don't have to respect the play action as much as they used to. And now I heard they're going to run a three running back system. I mean, you know... In order for play action to work, you need to have a run game that's well-respected. Right now, I don't feel like the Rams' run game is well-respected. They're going to have to prove that they can run the football this Sunday. Now, Monday night, we have Steelers versus Giants. Can the Steelers' defense catch fire again? 
I don't think so because last year they were just, I mean, it felt like Mika Fitzpatrick was getting an interception every single game. That's obviously not going to happen this year. Does Big Ben have anything left? The Steelers quarterback tore three ligaments off of the bone in his elbow last year. Does he have anything left this season? Will Saquon Barkley bounce back last year? He was dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury last year, missed a couple games. He didn't have numbers comparable to his rookie season. He still did run for over 1,000 yards. However, I think he's going to bounce back big this year. And then can Daniel Jones fix his fumbling issues? He fumbled the ball way too much. And I can make a I can make an argument that fumbling the ball as a quarterback is worse than throwing interceptions due to field position. When a, when a team fumbles the ball, they're already over there. Whereas if you throw an interception, most of the time they're over there. You understand? So he needs to fix that fumbling issue, especially now that the offensive line looks at, to have improved this season. They drafted um, a tackle out of Georgia with the fourth overall pick. Titans versus Broncos. Finally, last game, Monday night. Will Derrick Henry pick up where he left off last year? He finished this season on fire. Absolute historic run it's going to be hard to replicate and most of the time Derrick Henry he takes a while to get into it every season will AJ Brown be the next breakout wide receiver this season when 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 Ryan when Ryan Tannehill when Ryan Tannehill came in last year for Marcus Mariota AJ Brown jumped up especially in play action he was the highest rated wide receiver out of play action last year uh I'm excited to see what A.J. Brown has to do this year. And then am I right about Drew Locke? Drew Locke, Drew Locke, Drew Locke. You've heard me say it all offseason. This guy, he's up next. He's the next pop guy. He's the next big guy in this NFL. Can he be a dark horse for MVP? Like I've been saying. It may sound crazy right now, but when Drew Locke is named league MVP in January, you all can say... That I told you so. And that duo with Cortland Sutton and Drew Locke. Drew Locke. That man. He he really has a chance to win MVP this year. In my opinion. And on that note. Football is back. And there are plenty of exciting things to look out for this season. So many things I'm looking for. As you just heard. And that's just week one. It's just going to build up from there. I'm so excited for this Sunday. Thank you all so much for watching and or listening. Please make sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you may be listening to this podcast. Also, make sure to follow this, the show on social media. We're active on Instagram and TikTok at Peyton Doyle Show. That is at Peyton Doyle Show. Thank you all so much for the support. And please make sure to stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.